everybody. Welcome to another Radio Bison Live podcast. Today's podcast features our guest, John Hinterocker, editor-in-chief of PowerlineBlog.com. PowerlineBlog is one of the country's leading conservative podcast blog, blog, blog locations. John's going to join us, and we're going to dissect the president's dark speech that he gave, almost exorcist style with the... Uh, as my sister called the, the gates of hell behind him, the red lights behind him, and the evil Republicans, MAGA Republicans, sorry, the extra ultra MAGA Republicans are going to take down democracy if we're not careful. This really drives me crazy. Get this, here's what the president had to say. Here's a portion of the speech. Well, folks, uh, I'm sorry, wrong one. Let me back that up. It's this way. And with ourselves, too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Is not Donald normal. Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent the man extremism who us this. that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Well, folks, uh, you know, you don't have to stand every time I hear hail to the chief wonder where the hell is he? Took me a long while. <laughs> you think I'm joking? I'm not. Turn around and where, where's, where's the president? Turn around and where, where's, where's the president? That's uh, Joe Biden. Where the hell is the president? Well, he's the president. So now he's saying that things today are not normal. He's blaming Donald Trump for it. And with ourselves. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Sound of Cicero will join us at the bottom of the hour to talk about the Trump raid on Mar-a-Lago. And the legality of it. And she called the uh, last time when I was talking to her, lining her up as a guest. She said that the uh, scene that Joe Biden had set up, it looked like he had borrowed the scene from The Exorcist. Yeah, you have the two red lights behind him and the Marines standing there, poor guys, having to act as props and step back in like soldiers or Marines. Yeah, here is another bite from Joe Biden from his speech. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards. Backwards. So what's a MAGA? What is, what is a MAGA Republican? What is a semi-fascist Republican? He defines it a little bit here. To an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no Obviously, you're talking about Roe versus, he's talking about Roe versus Wade here. To contraception, no right to marry who you love. I have no idea how Roe versus Wade plays into that. Oh, that's the sound of sister that. Violence that are a threat to our personal rights and with ourselves. So the MAGA Republicans are a threat to our personal rights. Do you realize seven, does he realize 700 million Americans voted for Donald Trump in the last presidential election? So he insulted 700 million Americans. In this case, 
The phone lines are open. I'll take your phone calls on either line. 996-0308-860-996-0308 or 860-888-2101. 860-888-2101. 996-0308. Take your phone calls. If you're a MAGA Republican, are you insulted by any of this? Or does anybody even matter to you? The man who can't remember that he's president, does this insult you at all? I mean, at first I did feel insulted, but now I don't. I mean, if he doesn't even know he's president, then he probably doesn't know what he's saying either. He's just reading off a teleprompter. Somebody told him MAGA Republicans sounded good in a, in a focus group. So here's Donald Trump. Be taking the blame for everything that Biden does that's wrong. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards. So what's backwards a MAGA Republican? To an America where there is no right to choose. No Roe right versus to Wade. privacy. Roe versus Wade. No right to contraception. No right to marry who you love. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence (laughs) that are a threat to our personal rights and with ourselves. Why does this play with the electorate, do you think? Or do you think uh, the electorate wouldn't even care about this? But it's clear that Democrats are going to run on this. They're going to run on Roe versus Wade and tie it into gay rights and tie it into... um, contraception somehow. But if a man can't even remember that he's president of the United States, then... And with ourselves. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. (coughs) Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. So the MAGA Republicans with are ourselves. You're all a threat. Moms are terrorists. Moms are domestic terrorists. And um, the rest of you are threats. So there, those of you who aren't moms, moms are domestic terrorists. You're a threat to democracy and to the Republican. The very Republican is at risk. Is I read this on MSNBC. I'll play this for you. I was stunned by this. See if I can find it. It should be right on my desktop. Here it is. This is a woman called, I think her name is Tiffany. Tiffany Cross on MSNBC. She said this after she heard the Biden speech. Obviously, Republicans, I think, are the biggest threat to democracy. We don't separate right-wing extremists and Republican Party anymore. We don't separate right-wing extremists from the Republican Party anymore. Republicans are the biggest threat to democracy, not global Obviously, warming. Republicans, I think, are the biggest threat to democracy. We don't separate right-wing extremists and Republican Party anymore. I- good old MSNBC comes to the rescue for a good soundbite. Hello? Hey, John, is Shim Switch calling. I'm sorry I missed my time. I apologize uh, for being late. Can you still no talk problem. to us? Sure. Great. Thanks, John. I wanted to play a couple sound bites for you if I couldn't get you to react to the speech. That was a scary, dark, dark set that he spoke in front of last night. My sister said it reminded her of The Exorcist. I expected the devil to step out from behind him at any point. What was the purpose <laughs> behind that set, John, do you think? The red lights well, behind him. You know, Jim, it, it, this whole thing is kind of a mystery, not just to, to you and me, but to 
but to uh, most people, I, I have a hard time understanding um, the thought process, you know, the, the way that they lit up the stage, that kind of blood red color, the, 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 the kind of um, anonymous looking, in other words, the, 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 he had Marines standing behind him, but you, they were kind of faceless. You know, you couldn't really see them. They were, they were sort of obscure in the dark. And I mean, the whole thing, um, it looked like Nuremberg, you know, 1937. And um, I, 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 I can't explain, Jim, why somebody thought it was a good idea. And, you know, midway into the or partway into the speech, uh, CNN changed the color on their broadcast to make it pink, you know. So the, there's an American flag there with pink stripes. And, you know, they obviously did that because somebody at CNN is saying, wow, this is a bad look. You know, can we can we lighten it up a little bit? So I, I don't know. I don't know, Jim. I mean, uh, somebody uh, on the White House staff made a horrible mistake. John Hinderocker is co-editor, excuse me, John, John Hinderocker is co-editor-in-chief of one of the most widely read conservative blogs in the United States, powerlineblog.com. Go to Powerline, make it your first stop every morning. It's mine. I know it should be yours. John, let me get you to comment on this part of the speech. And with ourselves, too much of what's happening in our country today is not normal. Says the man who can't remember he's president half the time doesn't know what state he's in. Well, he's not- right that a lot of what's happening is not normal. I mean, I could give you a long list of things that are happening that are not normal. One of them is the president of the United States getting up and giving some completely crazed speech in which he accuses the members of the opposing party of being traitors, in effect, you know. Well, that's what uh, he says right here. Let me get you to react to it. Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. So, so people who voted for Donald Trump, that would be 7 million, 700 million of them voted for Donald yeah, 70, Trump. 70, 77, 74 million, right. 74 million, and, and, right. And, 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 you know, I, I just scratch my head, Jim. They keep talking about this threat to our democracy. Well, what's the threat? I can't figure it out. So here's Donald Trump. He was the president for four years, and he was a heck of a good president. And they were four years of peace, and they were four years of prosperity until COVID came along, and the shutdowns obviously were a setback. That's what but, I tell you comment, a- comment on this. You probably have a great comment on this part of the speech where he says this. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence. So that we're determined to take the country back. All Trump voters are determined to take the country back. Well, yeah, well, back to when gasoline was affordable, back to when grocery store shelves were still stocked every day. Yeah, we'd like to take it back. Well, yeah, we, we certainly would. And I mean, here's this guy that supposedly is this terrible threat to democracy. He was president for four years, for crying out loud. What did he do? You know, what did he do that was authoritarian? I, I, I've never heard anybody explain what, what Trump did as president that justifies saying, oh, he's authoritarian. 
Or he's racist. Well, that too. Trump Trump governed less by executive decree uh, than any president since, I don't know, uh, well, certainly since George W. Bush, maybe, maybe before that. You know, so, I mean, we've, we've seen this guy in office for four years. And if he was some kind of a threat to the republic, you'd think he would have done something they could point to uh, to explain what they're talking about. Oh, but I can't, they can't. Then over on MSNBC, a woman named Tra- Tiffany Cross said this. I don't know who Tiffany Cross, uh, Tiffany Cross, Tiffany is. But she has a show on MSNBC. Enough said. Here's what she had to say right after the speech. Get you to respond to this, John. Obviously, Republicans, I think, are the biggest threat to democracy. We don't separate right-wing extremists and Republican Party anymore. Obviously, Republicans are the biggest threat to the uh, democracy. John, seriously? Well, as always, Jim, you're just left wondering, what the hell are they talking about, right? I mean, when they talk about a threat to our democracy, what they really mean is a threat that the Democrats might not win the next election. That's what they're worried about. You know, the, the threat is, yeah, the Republicans are going to take the House and, and retake the Senate. And uh, in all probability, that's going to happen. That's what they call a threat to our democracy is they don't get to they don't get one party rule. They don't get to just ram a uh, trillion dollar spending bills through Congress. Uh, and John, did I have somebody say that Republicans are the same as being a white supremacist or an extreme white, I guess, what is that what it's called, white supremacy? And to make that claim that only in MSNBC could you get away with that. You can imagine saying something like that on another channel or another network. Well, you could certainly say it on CNN, for one. I mean, the whole thing is just so stupid, Jim. Here again, Trump is president for four long years. So they were long for the Democrats. Anyway, I thought they went by too fast. But here he is. He's the president for four years. Now, if he was a white supremacist, he had four years to try to do something about it. What did he do? Nothing. Nothing. And that's why uh, the Republican Party is getting increasing shares of minority votes. Uh, John, and John, I'm sorry. Uh, John, do you think any of this will move the needle for, in favor of the Democrats? Do you think any of this will help the Democrats? Do you think this speech will, will help the Democrats at all? Well, here's what I think, Jim. I I, I think that about three months ago, the Democrats were looking at polling for the midterm elections, and and they were terrified because they were seeing themselves way behind, and in particular, they were seeing very low enthusiasm among Democrats. There were a lot of Democrats who were saying, I'm not very excited about voting this year. And they knew that if if that continued, they were going to get absolutely slaughtered in the midterm elections. So I think everything that they're doing, whether it's whether it's forgiving student loans or, you know, ramming that last eight hundred billion dollar fiasco through Congress or this speech. You know, I think everything that they're doing, uh, that the stuff that the crazy stuff they're doing around abortion, you know, I mean, I think everything they're doing is intended to whip their base into a frenzy so that all the Democrats troop out to the polls in November. And I think that's, you know, that, that's maybe not a bad strategy because because uh, they're not doing anything to appeal to swing voters or to lure a few Republicans into their tent. 
but but if all the Democrats vote, uh, they may still lose, but they won't get slaughtered. You know, they'll only get slaughtered if 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 the, Democrats if the Democratic turnout is low. Yeah, so I think everything they're doing is about base turnout. So this is all playing to the base and making comments like this. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence that are a threat to our personal rights. And of course, you know, when you talk about... When you talk about the flames of political violence, so what political violence have we actually seen? Well, we saw James Hodgkinson try to assassinate the entire Republican baseball team. James Hodgkinson was a, um, was a uh, Bernie uh, Sanders uh, volunteer and a, and, a, and a union member. Uh, and we, that, saw, that was, and we uh, saw threats on conservative members of the Supreme Court as well. I yeah, was, well, we've seen, enough, there, we've seen a number of things. I, I mean, Hodgkinson is the closest that a politician has come to being assassinated. It's only because of the miracles of modern science that they managed to save Steve Calise. You know, he did his best to assassinate the House uh, House uh, Majority Whip or Minority Whip, whichever he was at that at that moment. And, and the other, the other, the, the major instance of political violence, or instances, I should say, of political violence. Hey, John, we've been joined by my wife, Jane. I'm a yeah, I, her. I finally woke up. Hey. <laughs> so, so, but we've seen major incidents of political violence. They all came from the left. None of them came from the right. But what about the Black Lives Matter? Black Lives Matter. You can't, you can't even get a total of how many people were killed in those riots. I've seen numbers ranging from 30 at the low end to 50 at the high end. But dozens of people were, were killed but not in only, black lives. Okay, people were killed, but people were also threatened, scared. Um, they were terrified. People were coming up um, because they believed they were helping. And look at what these bastards did. They, they stole the money. They bought houses. They just... They just well, the whole Black Lives Matter organization turned out to be a, a criminal fraud, mm-hmm. and you know, and some, some people are going to go to jail for that, I assume. But, but, but worse than that, though, worse than that, they did billions, tens of billions of dollars worth of worth of damage. I could show you an area in in my home city of Minneapolis, two miles long, that they burned down. I mean, this this is political violence. What about Baltimore? You know, on the day, and, and we, uh, many cities, you know, Portland, my God, I don't know why anybody still lives in Portland. You know, it's um, a disaster. Well, that but, but on, and- the, on the day, here, here's one that everybody forgot, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's one that the Democrats actually approved of, and this is real political violence. On the day when Donald Trump was inaugurated, there was a huge riot in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. people who were attending his inaugural ball and other inaugurations Functions were assaulted and attacked. Stores were burned and looted. Banks were burned and looted. Cars were set on fire. Many, many police officers were injured. I think, fortunately, none died, but dozens of police officers were injured by the Democratic Party rioters, and the Democrats thought that was terrific. That was the day when... So um, so you got that kind of violence. You also have 
the the violence against regular citizens where we were placed in masks, where children are being taught um, things that are not approved, um, that are just twisted. Um, and you have people that ran, that, that, that went out of business in, in states that didn't even have this kind of violence. Um, people had to shut down businesses because of um, all this BS. And do you think the uh, American people buy into this? And with ourselves. Too much of what's happening in our country today is not mm. normal. Oh, yeah, I know it's not normal. Donald Trump and You're the not normal, Republicans shit. Pardon my represent French. an extremism that threatens the very foundations mm. of our republic. Yeah, I would say. We are, um, don't, don't forget, I am domestic terrorist. Don't forget that part. Yeah, you know, I, the, the one true thing in that speech is we're seeing a lot of things that are not that normal. That are not that's normal, true. right? Well, he's that's standing true. right there. He's, he's standing right there. Normal. He's not normal. It's, <laughs> it's not normal to have a president who who, 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 who can't read a teleprompter correctly and, oh. and um, you know, who gives oh, speeches like this. You know what? I cannot, I can't, John, I was reading, um, I was doing my book today. I was doing the uh, audio book. I can't read either. <laughs> So, so I cannot, I cannot blame him. After, after almost two hours, I was ready to shoot myself. Wait, wait a second, it gets worse. And with ourselves, too much of what's happening in our country today is, is not, not normal. normal. <laughs> Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic foundations and then he well, says this this makes no sense well, at all john you know, he tries to walk back by saying this not every republican not even the majority of republicans are MAGA republicans well then who are MAGA republicans not every republican embraces their extreme ideology he tried to walk that I one know. back in a hurry it, didn't he john and, and 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 jim what's the extreme ideology I, I don't know what the hell he's talking about do you? which republicans uh, are you, I mean, is he talking about Right, I, I, I don't know. I mean, Trump's got an approval rating, or he did anyway. Uh, last time I saw, what, 85 or 90 percent of them Republicans, you know. So, so I, I think we're just about all MAGA Republicans, whatever the heck that means. Um, but what's the extreme the ideology? The basket of yeah, what, what, what's the extremism? I mean, Trump was president for four years, so tell me what he did that was extreme. Nothing. Um, well, he was scaring the crap out of them he was scaring the crap out of all of them both sides actually don't you think um well i i, I think he was mainly scared of the other side change well, i don't know no i know, you know but he, you know, he made life uncomfortable for some of the uh, <laughs> some of the old-fashioned republicans you're absolutely right but you know when you look at 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 the swamp and it was trump well, I don't know, maybe. I actually, Nancy Pelosi used to talk about the swamp, didn't Ugh. she? Which is kind of ironic. But I, I think that, you know, Trump really did put a scare into the permanent bureaucracy and the mm. whole corrupt uh, establishment in Washington, D.C., in a way that, that nobody else has. And it's really interesting. You know, all all Republican presidents get denounced as Hitler, fascist, and blah, blah. Going all the way back to Franklin Roosevelt, he used to talk that way. Oh, God. But there's no doubt that Donald Trump instilled a real fear in those people in a way that, you know, the Bushes didn't. And, you know, Reagan, even Reagan, you know, as much as they hated Reagan, 
Uh, I don't think that they they feared him in the same way that they. Well, feared he Trump. was he was different. They just made fun he, of Reagan. They he made fun was, of but Reagan. he was different. He was not. He was not. I mean, um, um, Mr. Trump can have obnoxious um, comments, and he could be obnoxious. Yes, I I totally understand that. Reagan was different. He was um, more um, composed. I would say. Um, um, Trump was when like straight, he, Trump. Trump was straightforward. It's like, I hate you, asshole. You're out. That's it. That was Trump. Reagan never said anything like that, right? No, Reagan. Reagan was a much more gentlemanly political figure, also extremely effective. And a lot of people say, um, you know, if Trump, if Trump could control him, himself a little bit better and yeah. be a little more like uh, Reagan. He would be more effective. Let's not forget that while well, Trump lost his re-election bid, Reagan got re-elected and carried forty-nine states. You know? mm-hmm. So, so maybe there's something to be said for, well, for Reagan's because, approach. Well, because Reagan was more more likable, he was likable character. Let's say was, uh, compared it, to compared to uh, Trump, Reagan never, was the ah shucks comment. Yeah, I never like you know I never liked his I, I never liked Trump's um um behavior so to speak but his love for the country that's what get me that's what get me to vote well for I, I i you know i like trump i like trump uh i did too fine. but uh, you know, he was he, sometimes personality <laughs> I, I think he, for one thing he's funny you know if you ever see him in person you know, i'm he's sure he's funny, a lovely man but here here's another thing that we should never forget uh why is it you know why is it that ronald reagan carried 49 states well because his policies were so successful, mm. he he turned around. He you know he 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 was he he clearly was was winning over the Soviet Union uh, by 1984, and he totally had brought back the American economy. Uh, they had they had brought down inflation. They 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 had uh, liberated the oil and gas industry. The price of gasoline was way down. They um, unemployment was way down. And so he carries 49 states. If, if, if a president runs on a platform of peace and prosperity, you know, he's going to get reelected. That's what the voters want. Well, in, in Trump's case, he was in a perfect position to run for reelection, just like Reagan, on a platform of peace and prosperity. And the only reason that didn't happen was COVID. And the Democrats, when COVID came along, they saw their opportunity and they seized it. And and they shut down the country. That that Dr. Fauci and the Democratic governors and so on. They shut down businesses. They shut down schools. They scared the daylights out of people. The stock market crashed, and so that took away Trump's ability to run on a platform of peace and prosperity. And then Joe Biden, to his everlasting disgrace, claimed that it was all Trump's fault that people right. died. But, from but, COVID, that but, two hundred thousand people—that you know—it's all Trump's fault that those people died. Well, now a million people have died, of course, and there's nobody saying. But everybody, that it, everybody that tested, everybody tested positive for COVID, including my um, ex-husband's um, hundred and five-year-old grandmother, um, who died of COVID. Um, uh, the other thing is um, when Jim is playing this video about. Uh, Funny things going on in the country. What about the? Uh, you correct me all the time. I'm wrong. The gas line. It's not gas line. It's a uh, 
The pipeline, the, the exile pipeline. pipeline. Yeah. Who shut it down? Uh, Trump? Did Trump shut it down? No, Trump didn't shut it down. I know, Biden, I Joe know. Biden shut it I'm down. just being facetious. Come on. We know he didn't shut it down. That's that's the first thing that the butthead did when what? he got into the White yeah, House. On his, on, his, on his first day in office, that's right, he canceled the, uh, what's the name of the big pipeline? Uh, from from the, Canada. The XL pipeline? X, Is that what it's called, the XL right. pipeline? I don't know if that's what it's called or not. I think it is. Um, but um, when he, funny things are going on in this country. Yeah, because you are in there, you funny man. You are funny. When Joe Biden said this, it reminded me of something else. It's this by right here. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards. Backwards to an America where there is no right to choose. No right to privacy. It reminded me of Ted Kennedy's no right speech in 1987. No right oh, Robert Bork's America is a land in which women would be forced into back alley abortions. Blacks would sit at segregated lunch counters. Rogue police could break down citizens' doors in midnight raids. And school children could not be taught about evolution. Writers and artists would be censured at the whim of government. Okay, I'm wrong. Yeah, that, that's a good reminder of what a disgusting person Ted Kennedy was. You know, he was an evil, foul, disgusting person. Oh, that person. one. They, they just look like John, John and, Larson and Ted Kennedy. And I'm just sorry. as he died, he sent a letter to the popes asking for, for forgiveness. For forgiveness. Well, he needed forgiveness from Robert Bork, not the Pope, and I, I hope he never got it. And he the sure whole, didn't. I don't think he did. But you know, this is, here. But here again, I mean, the demagoguery here is they lay it on so thick. No contraception. So, 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 tell me, <laughs> tell me, Jim, George Jane, how many, how many Republicans do you know who want to make contraception illegal or make gay marriage illegal? Um, no, uh, nobody does I, actually. Nobody, nobody cares. Not. No, Zero. It's not, it's, not, it's not that people. It's do- just. It's completely stupid. It's not that nobody cares, Jim. It's that's different. Um, you would try to talk people out of certain things. You would try to reason. Um, but nobody, nobody would shut it down. And John, I think this has more of an impact on voters than uh, any of that stuff. Here's Joe Biden at a White House function. Well, folks. Uh- you know, you don't have to stand every time I hear hail to the chief wonder, where the hell is he? Oh, that's what I play when Jim comes out of the bathroom. You think I'm joking. I'm not. <laughs> turn around and where, where's, where's the president? I turn around and say, where's the president? This is a guy who doesn't even remember he's president, John. <laughs> well, well I, I, hope he's, I hope he's joking there, Jim. It's hard to tell at this time. Well, no, he called Kamala Harris the president, president Harris, several, yeah. several, several times. times. And he forgot he was president yeah. several bites. I got four bites on my desktop where he forgot. He says he forgot he was president. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully that is a joke. Well, yeah. Well, you, you know, it, it's a sad situation when this man is our president. And it's a sad situation when one of our political parties has to engage in this just insane, insane demagoguery to try to whip up its supporters into a frenzy to avoid a disaster at the polls. I think we're at a very sad moment in our country's history. I mean, there's all kinds of things going on that are just, um, that are just really tragic. I mean, Jim, you know, Milton Friedman was right about inflation. Uh-huh. He was right about monetary policy. And he's one of the, the handful of people uh, who, 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 
uh, were scorned for many years. You know, he was considered to be kind of a fringe figure when he when he would say that that the, the, the inflation is simply bad monetary policy. That's all it is. There's nothing more. You know, always and everywhere, as he said, it's the result of of, of, of putting out too much money, uh, not enough uh, not enough output. And 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 Milton Friedman lived long enough to to be proved right. And by the time he died, there was no other side to the debate. The debate was over. Milton Friedman was right. Inflation is 100% a monetary phenomenon. It is caused by bad government Government. printing money. That's all it is. That's all it can be. Milton Friedman is right. So Joe Biden then says, Joe Biden then says, well, Milton Friedman's not in charge anymore. And I say, oh, oh. That's a bad thing. John, Next thing you know, we got eight, nine percent inflation. Why? Because the government is, in effect, the, printing money, the, borrowing the, it from the Fed. Domestic terrorist here. I've, uh, like I just said, I was reading my book for the audio. Um, I'm talking about um, the inflation that you were just talking about. Um, do you remember? It was 2000. Ever around 2008, we could not find a house um, with my ex-husband. We could not find a house. All of a sudden, all these houses started popping on because um, the uh, taxes were too high and people were trying to drop it left and right. This is happening again. All of a sudden, we have signs all over the place that our properties are for sale. We did not see them for a long time, during, um, specifically during um, uh, Trump's presidency. Um, all of a sudden, they're, it's like cropping the lawn you all of a sudden see everything for sale. Taxes are going up. Um, houses are uh, decreasing in the value. And John, Joe Biden continues to play, I'm not going to raise taxes on anybody who makes less, more than $40,000 or less than $40,000 a year. Yeah. And now he, cannot, he, can, now he doesn't consider inflation a tax. It's the most insidi- insidious tax of them all. Because it's it's not it's not progressive. It's not a progressive tax. Here it's well, you know, in, in inflation, if you if you if you if you spend a trillion dollars mm. and you raise taxes by a trillion dollars, that's a tax. You know, on, on whoever you tax, you break even. It doesn't cause inflation. If you if you spend a trillion dollars and you don't have any tax revenue against that trillion dollars. And there's no wealth being created corresponding to that trillion dollars. And you just send that trillion dollars out into the economy, that's inflation. And, and inflation has been described as the cruelest tax. Mm. Inflation is the tax that hits everyone. And so, and so you know, if, if you spend a trillion dollars, we're all going to pay. We're, we're going to pay either in taxes or we're going to pay in inflation. And, and this time around, yes, they did raise some taxes, but mostly we're all paying in the form of, of expensive groceries and expensive gasoline and well, you everything have, else that we buy. You have that. And you have um, now California banning the uh, gas stations, um, requiring people to buy electric cars, which they start around $60,000. And uh, somebody calling us with the uh, solar panels and Jim saying, I'm waiting for my own personal windmill. So <laughs> oh, yeah, we, I got a salesperson trying to sell me solar panels. 
my comeback line was, sorry, I'm waiting for my own windmill instead. <laughs> I and, thought, uh, well, good luck with good luck with that. You know, this whole green thing is a fiasco. I've been saying this for years. I wrote about it again last night. It, it's not going to happen. It can't happen. Wind energy doesn't work. Uh, solar energy doesn't, doesn't work. work. Batteries are a fantasy. And the amount of raw materials, I mean, the minerals that you need, these things these things are not energy intensive. John, we take way like too much of your time, and I, I, I appreciate every minute I, I want to say one us. more thing. With the, sure, go ahead, quick. With, with the electric cars, they're shutting down the um, energy in California all the time because they're running out of it. So what, right. what the hell is going on? John, you have been more than... John Andrager um, is co-editor-in-chief of... The top conservative blog in the country, powerlineblog.com. Make it your first start every morning. John, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. You're ready to be with you. John, are you still in Minnesota? John, are you still in Minnesota? He hung up. Um, up. Don't tell where he is. He's in his bunker somewhere. (laughs) That was uh, Mike that you used to talk to, right? Um, Yep. Anyways, um, that was a um, great conversation. I finally woke up after um, taking my muscle relaxers. and um, I didn't want to wake you up, dear. Uh, well, I finally did because I heard you talking. Yeah, we'll take phone calls if you want. Um, if you want um, for a few minutes, but it's um, past five. And um, you did a wonderful job by yourself. You did really good. Thanks, it was fun. Well, I, Better with I bet, without me, huh? <laughs> and I won't back down. I'll always stand for a smaller, leaner, less intrusive government. You can stand me up That's not going to happen anytime soon, obviously. Not with the left in charge and the way the Republicans want to spend to keep up with them. But I'll still stand for a smaller, leaner. The key here is less intrusive government. Less intrusive. That means Republicans get the hell out of my bedroom. Democrats stay. Keep your hands off my wallet. And that's get, a lesson. Get government. rid of the bureaucrats because it's growing, 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 growing. You know that commercial with the kitchen guy. As much as I like his kitchen, he's a he's obnoxious. I uh, give us a traveling music. We'll call it a day. <laughs> We're growing, growing, growing. Thank you, Earl, for joining us. We'll see you next Wednesday at 4 o'clock. Maybe I'll sleep again. Well, we'll have the sound off sister for you. She was supposed to come on today, but not today. I was too she late was with John. not available? No, I was too late with John. I called John late. I started the podcast. Late? 15 minutes late. <gasps> 15 minutes because late. Because I was out. The, the sleeping giant right here. Sorry. Well, you've been working hard. We tell them what you've been doing. You've been running furniture all over the place. Hauling it well, that too. Furniture and reading the book and, and picking and up the poop. Reading. My dog and is... And the book, the, the audio book should be out soon. And when it yeah, comes no, out, it'll be very listen. compelling. But I, you know what? When I was reading it today, I couldn't believe how um, actually the topics were repeating themselves. The history... Uh, it, I actually when you hear the book when you hear this book it's worth buying everybody even if you bought the uh, paper copy of the book the audio copy is so much more compelling if you if you like the paper copy you're going to love the audio book 
to, well, that'll hopefully, be available. I sound like a that'll crook. be available at Amazon, Barnes and Noble too. Hopefully, either one. But I sound like a crying crow because oh, so it reminds me of things that actually happened. So I did three first three chapters, and it brings back what I've been, what I've lived through, um, and now um, I'm getting. I, I might be, I might be hiring somebody because it's just. I never realized how difficult it is. Sometimes I can't shut you up. Difficult on you emotionally or difficult well, to read. The emotionally, but to read too. No, you can't hire somebody now. You're more than halfway through the book. You I'm not halfway you. through. I'm like one, not even one third. How many pages have you read? Uh, 50. And how many pages are there? 222. So. You, and now it's, this is all. Um, you throw it soon. Uh Okay. Okay, everybody, have yourself Anyways, a good day. Um, go a watch round five. Of applause for me. Yeah, go watch the five. Wow. Bye bye. Take care, everybody. No, I won't back down. You can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. Gonna stand my ground. Won't be turned around And I'll keep this world from dragging me down Gonna stand my ground And I won't back down Hey, baby There ain't no easy way out will stand my ground and I won't back down <laughs> <laughs>